What are we supposed to do when we don't know what to pray? Just make it up? Well, that doesn't seem sincere. Not say anything at all? Well, that just feels awkward. And we certainly do not want to stop praying. So today, I'm sharing seven ways to pray when you've run out of words and don't know what to say. Stay tuned. Hello, beloved, and welcome to Beloved Women with me, Christina Patterson, where we encourage, equip, and empower women in the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's Word. If you are new here, welcome to Beloved, and be sure to subscribe so that you never miss a video, and visit us at BelovedWomen.org to join the sisterhood. For those of you returning, welcome back. My husband and I often debate over who talks more in our relationship, me or him. I say that he talks more and he says I talk more. Usually he wins this debate by pointing out the fact that I do talk for a living as a speaker, YouTuber, and Bible teacher. I have many opportunities to talk and usually I always have something to say. Still, there are times, although very few, where I don't have anything to say and I find myself speechless. When it comes to our relationship with God, we may find ourselves in a similar situation in our prayer time. Sometimes we have all the things to say and other times not knowing what to say at all. What do we do when we don't know what to pray? Here are seven ways to keep praying when you find yourself at a loss for words and don't know what to say. Number one, pray God's Word. The first thing I want to encourage you to do is pray God's Word. Praying God's Word simply means looking to the Bible to find the language you need for your own prayer life. Here's what that looks like. Choose a scripture in the Bible and read it. Ask yourself, what promise does this scripture give for me to believe? What lesson does this scripture give for me to learn? What command does this scripture give for me to follow? Then you're going to use that promise, lesson, or command that you pulled out of scripture to guide your prayer. So you'll pray for the faith to believe the promise, the wisdom to live by the lesson, or the strength to follow the command. The scripture then provides the framework for your prayer. So let's put this into action with an actual example. Let's look at Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7 which reads, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So in this scripture, I see a command and a promise. The command is to not be anxious. This is not a suggestion, it is a command. Do not be anxious. Instead, we are commanded to pray and remain thankful. We also see a promise attached to the command. When I choose not to become anxious, I'm promised the peace of God. So we have two things we can pray for. We can pray for the strength to not be anxious and the grace to experience God's peace when we choose to instead pray and be thankful. So your prayer might sound something like this. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that I do not have to live with anxiety. I pray for a mind to remember to pray and be thankful. Instead of being anxious, I pray for your strength to trust you and not anxiety. I thank you for the peace you grant when I choose faith over fear. In Jesus name, 
Amen. I hope you can see by now that this scripture then served as the outline or the framework for our prayer, thus giving us the words to pray when we otherwise might not have them. The benefits of praying God's word are many. For one, praying his word reminds us of his truth. It grants us access to the power we need to live out what we've learned when we study the Bible, and it ensures we are truly praying for what God desires for us. Number two, pray by the Spirit. The next step we can take when we don't know what to say is to pray by the Spirit. A few years ago, my husband's grandfather passed away and this really hit my husband hard. He was visibly, deeply hurt by this loss. And as I was cooking dinner one night, my daughter expressed to me that she didn't like seeing her daddy so sad. She said, I wanna say something to him, but I don't know what to say. Those sincere and innocent words from my daughter served as a reminder that sometimes the words just aren't there. I told her that it's okay to feel that way. Sometimes you don't have to say anything that just a hug will do. When it comes to our relationship with God and we find ourselves at a loss for words, it's okay. In times like this, we can pray by the Spirit. Listen to what the Bible tells us in Romans 8 verses 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I love that the Bible tells us that we don't always know what to pray. And you know, prayer isn't just about saying all the right things, as I've mentioned in videos before. Much of prayer is about being in God's presence. God understands that sometimes we won't have the words, and that is why He has gifted us with the Holy Spirit to intercede on our behalf when we place our faith in Christ. I know I've personally experienced times where I've been so hurt or so overwhelmed that when it was time for me to sit down and pray, only tears came out. But you know what? God understands that too. Our prayers may not always be nice words neatly strung together to form proper sentences and paragraphs. Sometimes our prayer will be our cries and moans to God. It may be us praying in our prayer language as we let the Spirit lead. As God's beloved, filled with His Holy Spirit, He knows the deepest longings of our heart that our mouths can sometimes not formulate the words to say. Next ask for prayer. The next thing that we can do when we don't know what to pray is to ask for prayer from someone else. Sometimes we need help and that's okay. It's okay to allow someone else to give us their strength. I have a trusted friend and when I am in desperate need, I will call her or text her asking for prayer. Sometimes I don't even need to tell her exactly what's going on. I simply send a quick text or message asking for prayer and I know that she will. One week last year specifically, as I recovered from a severe injury and was under some of the most brutal spiritual attack I have experienced in my life, I reached out to my friend Sade and she would consistently text me prayers. Not just praying for me, but actually wrote out prayers for me to pray. 
She would give me her words when I didn't have any. This is what it looks like to cover one another in prayer, to pray for our sisters and to give them our words when they don't have the strength to pray for themselves. Next, prayer journaling. When you don't know what to pray, I suggest prayer journaling. The formal getting on your knees and praying with verbal words isn't the only way to pray. Maybe when you write, you'll discover that it's easier to process what you want to say and your prayers may come more easily for you in that format. This is also a great way to record your prayers and it affords you the opportunity to look back at previous prayers and thank God for how you can see him moving in your life and answering your prayers, a sure encouragement to help you to want to keep praying. Next, pray for someone else. If you feel you simply have run out of things to pray for, pray for someone else. I'm sure that those in your family or community or church need prayer. Actually, the Bible instructs us to pray for others. James 5:16 says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. 1 Timothy 2 verses 1 through 2 tells us to pray for our leaders. First of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings, and for all who are in high positions that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. After the Apostle Paul instructs believers to put on the full armor of God in Ephesians 6 verse 10, he then tells them to pray for one another. He says in verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. When we expand our prayer life beyond ourselves to pray for others, we realize we are never really short of things to pray about. If you have a prayer journal, it's a good idea to keep a list of people that you're praying for and what specific prayer needs they have. Next, make a gratitude list. Praying is not all about saying the right things and making the perfect request. Much of prayer is our thanking God for all He has done in our lives. When we take time to just be grateful, we can turn that in to prayer. When we think of how blessed we are and not only what God has already done for us, but also what He will do for us, we will not run out of words to say when it's time to pray. Lastly, number seven, listen. Prayer is a two-way street. It is us talking to God and Him also talking back to us. We are not called to hold the entire conversation. Running out of words to pray does not mean we need to stop praying, but it might be a sign that it's time to listen. You have the ear of the Father and He does want to hear from you through prayer, but he also wants to speak to you as well. Ensure your prayers include time to hear 
from him. If you've ever felt inadequate because you felt like you just didn't have all the right words to say when it's time to pray, I hope that today's video serves as a reminder that God's not looking for perfect or lofty words. He's looking for sincere hearts with a desire to connect with Him. Whether that looks like crying your heart out, writing down your prayer, or asking someone else to pray for you, please know God is pleased and He hears. We may run out of words, but God never runs out of love for us. So let's keep seeking Him in prayer, no matter what that looks like. Now I would love to hear from you, beloved. What do you do when you have run out of words to pray? Let's encourage one another in the comments. Before you go, I want to invite you to download my free five-day prayer guide so you can put into practice what we've learned today about prayer and see how just like breathing, prayer can become a natural, life-giving part of your everyday life. Simply click the free resource link in the description of this video. For even more beloved encouragement, be sure to join the Beloved Women app by downloading our app in the Apple or Google Play stores or visit us at BelovedWomen.tv for unlimited videos to grow your faith, learn God's Word, and encourage your soul with your beloved sisters all over the world. Thank you so much for watching today's video and until next time, be beautiful, be blessed, and be loved.